Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. The following segment is from The Look Ahead on the SB Nation NFL Show, where we're discussing your favorite team. Subscribe to the SB Nation NFL Show to make sure you don't miss conversations like this one. Okay, Ed, and now I get to the part of the show that I have been dreading, dreading since Sunday. On Sunday, when the Bills are storming all over the Seattle Seahawks, I check my mentions and I happen to see a notification from Buffalo Rumblings, calling out me and you for picking against the Bills when the game against Seattle, calling us out. And so now we have to eat a little bit of crow. And in order to help us do that is Spencer Pennington from Buffalo Rumblings. Spencer, thanks for jumping in. Hey, man, anytime. And and really, anytime I get to go and talk some mess about the bills and I get to make somebody eat some crow, it it is the best. It's the best time ever. So thank you for having me. Now, I was told specifically that we were going to be spared from Bill's Mafia because I was definitely worried about that. If there's one fan base I don't want after me, it's the Mafia. But, I mean, you tell me because I didn't see this coming from Josh Allen. He had kind of struggled a little bit recently, but he did not struggle against Seattle. Well, the thing is, um, he has struggled recently. So the last few games prior to the Seattle game, he's he's been dealing with a left shoulder injury. So I know it's not his throwing shoulder. It's not the you know the arm that he uses. It's not that cannon, but it definitely it definitely affected him in a negative way. Um, this was this was the week that we were looking forward to him kind of getting healthy again. So you know we hope it, it, he came out and he did everything that we thought he would do. Um, and not everybody in the rest of the country thought so. So it feels good to be a Bills fan and say, "See, we told you so." So uh, you have a uh, you have a, a a different team actually chasing you for for an AFC East title this year. It's it's not the Patriots, and thank goodness it looks like someone other than the Patriots is going to win the the NFC East, but or AFC East. I'm sorry, but how uh, how how much are you looking over your shoulder at those Miami Dolphins? Well, so in all in all honesty, I think that they're a good roster. Actually, so prior to the season, when you know everybody does our preseason picks, and uh, you know we we look at the entire schedule and we try to figure out who's going to be the best. And I actually had the Miami Dolphins being the second in the division. Um, I, as much as I'm a Cam Newton fan and him going to New England, I thought that you know he wasn't quite as healthy yet as as he probably should be in order to kind of keep that team going on the path that they're used to going on. And then with Miami, Brian Flores is a he's a heck of a coach. You know, if I didn't have Sean McDermott, he is a guy that I would definitely love to have in Buffalo. He's just that type of coach that players will run through a wall, a brick wall, a metal wall, any kind of wall you put up, they're going to try to run through for him. And um, and they had a good offseason. They had a very good draft. So, listen, whether Tua is healthy or not, you know, whether he's the guy that they're putting in there or they're putting Ryan Fitzpatrick in there that's a good roster and they're going to play very well. So, you know, to your point, thank God it's not the Patriots, but 
Um, I'm as a if I'm gonna be honest though, I'm still not actually nervous about the the Dolphins at all, just because I would actually be more nervous if they were using Ryan Fitzpatrick as their starter right now. You mentioned Sean McDermott, so I want to explore that a little bit. Because when people think about the best young coaches in the league, they mention McVay, they mention Kyle Shanahan, they don't mention Sean McDermott. And I've been saying it forever. The dude makes the playoffs with the Bills, which nobody had done basically since Marv Levy on a consistent level. Why doesn't he get the love around the league that he should? Well, I think it it comes from Buffalo still being that you know, that small city, you know, we're not the, we're not LA, we're not New York city. We're not Miami. So a lot of times we still get looked over. And even now the bills are seven and two and we're playing pretty well. I know we had a couple of weeks that didn't look great, but you don't hear um, the, in the coach of the year discussion already, you don't hear Sean McDermott's name being thrown up, even though we're, you know, we have one of the best offenses in the league. We turned around one of the worst offenses. <laughs> you know, you look at the bills offense from last season and the season before it, it, it was tough to watch as a Bills fan. Now you have Sean McDermott. He turned this thing around, and we look like we look like a team who can contend towards the end of the season. He absolutely deserves that credit. And I just, again, I think it's the same thing that goes to why Trey White wasn't looked at as a potential defensive player of the year last year. The reason why, you know, Josh is not being mentioned to MVP because of his, you know, he has a couple mistakes here and there that he needs to clean up. But other than that, I mean, we have some players that for a long time should have been considered um, in the top of the league, Stefan Gilmore, before he went to New England, we thought that he could have been a player, a defensive player of the year here in Buffalo. It's just when you're in Western New York, it's a small market team, you know, but hopefully Sean can can break through that this year because he's a heck of a coach, man. So, uh, you know, you have another interesting game coming up, uh, coming up this weekend. How, you know, with, with uh, the Arizona Cardinals, another really interesting matchup with Josh Allen, Kyler Murray. How do you uh, how do you feel about this one coming up? This one actually has me nervous. If I'm going to be honest, um, um, prior to the season, once they trade, once the Cardinals traded for DeAndre Hopkins, I was nervous about it just in general. Um, and then I relocated actually to Phoenix from Buffalo this March. So uh, with me moving here, it's like you know what I'm doing a podcast. Let me figure out the home team out here too. So I kind of started to keep up with them. And Jordan Phillips from Buffalo signed out here, the defensive tackle. So you know there was a, a little bit of familiarity with the team. And I'm like, okay, cool. I get to watch them. Man, they're a good team. And it's not, it's not like they're you know just kind of sort of winning. I was shocked that they lost against Miami Sunday, but. Kyler Murray is the real deal. Whether people want to admit that or not, I know similar, you know, kind of how uh, people still don't want to admit that Josh Allen is a better player than they thought. People think that Kyler Murray, for some reason, at least in the circles that I hear, that you know they still kind of think he's like this dink and dunk type of quarterback, and all he can do is scramble. No, the guy he has a cannon for an arm. Yes, he's short, but listen, DeAndre Hopkins he makes up for that height difference very <laughs> much so. So you know, I'm nervous about that. Uh, Trey White. You know, last last season in the playoffs when we played against uh, the the uh, the Texans, Trey White had an issue covering Hopkins in the second half. First half, the offense for the Texans just didn't look good at all. But once they turned that thing on, we had a very tough time shutting him down and keeping him to. I don't even remember what his stat line was towards the end of the game, but he cooked. And then you know when you add in Christian Kirk. Come on. The offense is, is scary. And um, we have an issue with stopping the run. The last couple of weeks, we looked pretty good. But now you got Kenyon Drake coming back, who's had somewhat of an offseason, but he's explosive and he can pick it up at any point. So this week, I, I'm actually a little bit nervous. I do think that the Bills, um, I, I do think that we're a better football team. 
but it's you know they're coming to Glendale, they're coming out here to Phoenix, so we'll see. It, it's going to be a tough. I think it's going to be closer than a lot of people think. Last question for me: If the Bills win this game, it's because blank. If the Bills win this game, it's because the defense puts pressure on Kyler Murray and confuses him. Um, if the thing is for me, looking at the game plan that we went into Seattle or we went into the Buffalo game against against Seattle, um, if we if we can kind of keep a very similar game plan, I think the Bills have a great shot at containing Murray in that offense. Um, they're both, you know, Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson are both very, you know, very mobile quarterbacks, but not mobile in the sense of when you think of like a Lamar Jackson or even a Josh Allen. You know, they're mobile in the sense of they're going to make that run when they have to. They're gonna, they're slippery in the pocket. If we can put pressure on him and we can get seven to eight hits or ten hits on him like we did against Russell Wilson, we have a very good shot of making that offense, you know, you, you want to keep the ball out of Kyler Murray's hands. He's very dynamic. He can rush for 100 yards and throw for three touchdowns. So so that's the guy you want to keep on the sideline. So, yeah, the Bills win if we can put some pressure on him and keep him on the sideline. So last thing for me, and this is sort of an inside Buffalo sort of question, and, I'll, and, and I, I can ask this because my son actually has been living there for the, for the last few years. And Buffalo is one of those crazy places where where things happen that don't happen in other places. So my question for you is, when Buffalo has had snowstorms and has needed to (laughs) shovel out the stadium, have you ever actually done, have you ever actually gone and done that? Several times. You actually have done that. Yes, sir. Several times. We love our we love football. And on Sundays. So. So first, the, the first thing we, we're we're used to one o'clock Sunday games. So, you know, Sundays for us is like, you know, we need that weekly. So if it's snowed and we have to help get that snow out for our football team to play, you will see hundreds to thousands of Bills fans in Western New York go to Orchard Park to shovel that thing out for free. What's the thought process there? Like you wake up and you're like, all right, honey. Got to get the shovel. Let's go. Time to get to work. <laughs> well, the Bills would normally put out a tweet or they'll put out a presser saying like, hey, you know, we need some volunteers. And honest to God, I don't even I don't even think about it. It's like, all right, let's go. We got it. The game is Sunday. We got to get this thing happening. <laughs> I guarantee if you put a poll up and, you know, I'm going to do that just to kind of gauge it. I guarantee you, if you check the poll, people in Western New York will not even think twice to get out there and help. If, if that means we're going to be able to watch the game or not, you will have the entire city out there shoveling that entire arena. <laughs> Do they like recognize you if you've done it several times? Does anybody there like recognize that you're consistently there and maybe like give you some bills, gear, or tickets to the game or something? What I will say is I don't know about it being just from shoveling, but the community in Buffalo is very it, it it's very much like a college town. So a lot of times, you know, if you're if you're around enough, honest to God, man, the entire the team will know you. The franchise will know you. You know, um, Brandon Bean would literally know fans and shout them out by name. You know, so you know you're around and you're helping out. It's it's one of those communities that you know if you're a Bills fan, it, you're not just looked at like a Bills fan if you're really there. Like they they will really treat you like family. It's a great town. It's a, if you ever get a chance to, I know you mentioned Ed that your son is is there. So if you get a chance to go and, and visit. Man, please, please go visit and hang out. Do it during the summer. If you I, don't I have get stuck been. There. I have been to a couple of games there, and it is it is a really unique experience because you're right. It's like a college town. You walk through. 
People are parking blocks and blocks away. They park in neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. They park at the high school. They park in businesses, you know, and, and, and you, you have to walk through crowds of, of people to get there. And, and there are, there are parties everywhere going on. And it's, it's, it's a, a much different atmosphere than going to a game in New Jersey where it's, you know, where everything's in a, in a, in a big complex and it's in a parking lot. The, the stadium in, in Buffalo is right smack in the middle of a community. Yep. Yep. And uh, like you like you mentioned, you know, people will their front lawns are full of cars and, you know, uh, they're selling parking for 15, 20 bucks in, around the stadium. You know, it doesn't matter where you go. You're, you're tailgating. And I know we have like a bad rep for like the guys who jump through tables and set tables on fire. <laughs> but that's that's a very small part of who Bill's Mafia is. It's a big party. It's a big big fun party every time you come so regardless of what fan you're you know whatever team you're a fan of if you get a chance to come to western new york and, and enjoy a bills game uh whenever all the regulations for COVID lift and everything please guys get make your way out to western new york it's a heck of a time well, this was clearly the most educational interview i've ever done on this podcast <laughs> thank you very much <laughs> thanks for having me man anytime anytime thanks again to spencer pennington from buffalo rumblings for joining us uh, I had a feeling he was going down in the bills for this one, Ed. I'll ask you. It's Cardinals minus two and a half. How do you feel? I'm going to take the bills here. You know, I, I have a hard time figuring out both of these teams in terms of just figuring out who to trust on a week to week basis. But uh, but I, I'm going to I'm going to go with the bills here, I think, just because I'm I'm not sure from week to week what you get out of the Cardinals. I'm going with the Bills. I will take the points. And Cliff Kingsbury continues to make dumb decisions at the end of games. He gets really conservative and it makes dumb decisions. He did it last week. He doesn't go for it on fourth and one. He tries to kick a field goal, which would have only tied the game with two minutes left and given the ball back to Tua anyway. The field goal was short. He continues to be too scared. And I don't like that when it comes to head coaches. So I'll take the points. I'll take Sean McDermott and the aggression. Thank you very much, Buffalo Bills. Make sure you don't miss our next conversation by subscribing to the SB Nation NFL Show wherever you get your podcasts.